0: I'm Mary Parker, and this is a special episode of Eureka's Sounds of Science. Susan Desmond and Rachel Kissero have known each other for years, including through Eureka's Breast Cancer Roundtable. They have generously shared their stories in the past, but most of their interactions have centered on their cancer journey. Recently, they happened to be in a work meeting together and realized that they hadn't had a chance to connect on other levels. After all, not everything in their lives revolves around cancer they are eager to share with us their experience of life after cancer. Take it away, Rachel and Susan. Hi, uh, my name is Susan Desmond. I've been with Charles River for over 20 years and I'm here with my friend, Rachel.
1: Hi, I'm Rachel Kisereau. Uh, I've been with Charles River for 15 years and uh, reside in Reno, Nevada.
0: So, Rachel, you and I came across uh, paths and um, we thought this might make a good podcast. So we the purpose of the podcast, I think, is just to kind of share where we're
1: at post-cancer treatment. Absolutely. Susan, you and I have um, crossed paths a few times over these last uh, many years, right? Through, um, through our journey with breast cancer and, and our treatments and survival. Um, and so it was, it was such a great thing to, to have seen you um, in a different setting. And, and what a great way to uh, talk about that um, within this podcast and life after cancer.
0: I know it was so great to actually see you on the ERG meeting and it wasn't cancer related. It's like it just like, oh my gosh,
1: like we're not talking
0: about cancer. This is wild.
1: (laughs) And almost a relief, right, Susan? Almost kinda nice, right? To to know that that of course we've been doing other things, but to see each other in different formats and different ways through work is it's, it's, it's nice. It's nice to, to have that um, and to acknowledge that and to actually acknowledge the fact that we, we form a community too. I, I do feel that way with, with you, Susan, and with others that have been on the, on the breast cancer round table. So absolutely.
0: Um, I, I so agree, Rachel. Absolutely. It's just, you know, I, I love doing the cancer round table with you because it, we're connected, right? We're connected in that way, but it was just nice to, be part of something, the ERGs outside of the round table with someone that I do have this connection with. Um, So, and it also made me think, wow, you know, okay, we're really not talking about cancer. I am, I'm 10 years out and cancer is still part of my life, but it's not all parts of my life.
1: And I completely agree, Susan, that Somewhere along the way, and I don't even know when it stopped, um, that cancer wasn't the central point of, of conversation or the central attention of my life. Um, of course, we, we've been um, I've been, you know moving forward and, and doing other things and um, dabbling in all sorts of different things at work and at home, raising my family. but somewhere along the way over the course of my 10, 11 years out from treatment, the conversation stopped being around cancer even when introducing myself to new people it's not really what comes up um anymore it used to be very central but now maybe because of time maybe because of how much time mm-hmm. has gone by and that the doctor's appointments with the oncologist have become fewer um, not so not so prevalent in my life that and that i've been okay that it hasn't been, you know, central. And it's so interesting when you, when you pose that question, Susan, about that, that, you know, our life, life after cancer and what that looks like. And it really made me ponder. I hadn't really thought about it until you had said that. And how interesting is it to look back and to see the evolution of our time and, and what we've been doing and, and how we've coped and how we've managed through all of it. To me, it's been remarkable actually to, to look back and to share this journey too with you, Susan, for sure. Yeah. I I mean, you talk about doctor's appointments and back in, as
0: I'll call it, the cancer bubble, um, back in the cancer bubble, I I think between doctor's appointments and scans and treatments, I mean, cancer cancer was almost 90% of my life. Like everything, my conversations with friends, going to appointments, phone calls, trying to keep everyone updated. And now, you know, as you mentioned, you know, we're so far out of treatment, it's, I don't know, if I had to put a number, maybe it's 10% of my life. It's it's really wild how something that was such a huge part of my life is now, I don't want to say back burner, because it's definitely still there, but certainly nowhere near, you know, that
1: 90%. Truly, truly, that I, I feel the same. And if, if it weren't for the regular doctor's appointments, you know, the, the yearlies, maybe, I don't know, maybe it might be less, I'm, for me at least. I think, too, that from the very beginning, one of the things that I told myself was, you know, for one of my coping mechanisms for my own self was stay busy. <laughs> Rachel, mm-hmm. stay busy. Like even through mm-hmm. treatments, I, you know, stayed busy and so my mind would just keep going and moving and yes absolutely have to take the time to to take everything in and feel the sadness um, feel the celebrations as well right Of, of when treatments were done and and the milestones and acknowledging those things but definitely keeping myself busy to help to help so that my mind doesn't wander too much i think that's just how i've just been built most of my life and so have just been on that train of just being busy that's that's really helped me though and one of the you know passions is we talked about seeing each other in the ERGs you for the women's ERG and for me for the Asiatic uh, Pacifica ERG this has helped me to really like dive into something completely different from work it's work but it's it, it almost feels fun <laughs> um it's definitely <laughs> fun but it, it doesn't feel like work i guess is my point mm-hmm. being involved in the ergs and how meaningful it is and the impact that such a positive impact it has on our employees um, i love the fact that i i'm able to do that and that charles river is giving me a chance to be able to partake in that and to lead it actually and mentor others Um, for future, for, for the ERGs, just really, really meaningful for me. And it, it helps me with my time for sure. That life after cancer, right? Like that, that part of it being that life after cancer, that, that that's not the topic that it's the top, you know, the topic of DE&I and ERGs, Mm -hmm. um, employee engagement, all that wonderful stuff.
0: Yeah. So true. I mean, yeah. (laughs) You know, going through treatment, wanting to, keep busy and keep my mind occupied. And then that just kind of evolved into like real life and and staying busy and keeping my mind occupied. It it really, it's amazing how it just kind of rolls into real life. Like here we are real life, keeping busy doing other things, but yet still that little pocket of, you know, the the cancer patient cancer survivor is is still there. I, I recently, had a friend diagnosed and currently going through treatment. And they said to me just this weekend, they said, you know, I can describe what going through cancer and cancer treatment is like, but unless someone's been through it, it's really hard to to describe it accurately. And that's why I think they felt comfortable coming to me because they know I've been through it. So in that sense, you know, as we talk about life after cancer and moving on, and that's so important. I think I also hold on to a little piece of being a cancer patient or cancer survivor, if especially it can help others.
1: And I completely agree with you, Susan. Actually, haven't been approached a ton, but when I am by those that I know that, that are, are new to being diagnosed, I want to be there for them for sure because of that understanding, that actual you know experience of having gone through it. And of course, respecting that, that everybody's journey is different too, right? And I acknowledge that. Remembering what pieces of advice really helped me when, when I was going through it and what resonated most with me and what stayed with me, kind of passing that on as well, um, providing that support and that source of strength if they need it, that shoulder if they need it, I think is, is helpful. It helped me, helped me feel less alone during that time. And I absolutely want to be able to give that to others. So that brings me though Susan, to what do we as cancer survivors, what do we carry forever? you know as a cancer survivor?
0: yeah, that's a that's a great reflection question, Rachel. Um, I'm getting a little teared up. Um, but I think this may sound odd, but I actually I carry gratitude and People will say, that's crazy. Why are you happy with cancer? It just made me recognize how precious life is and just how grateful I am for all the support, especially my friends and family that I had around me. So, you know, definitely gratitude is something I carry with me. Something else I carry with me, which I was not expecting, was um, this knowledge of what cancer is all about. I certainly... I'd like to be someone that learns and never stops learning, but I can't say I honestly wanted to learn about cancer, but the cancer lesson came knocking at my door. So I think I'll carry that knowledge with me for a long, long time.
1: How about yourself? Your reaction and your sentiments, Susan, are are mine. They're mine. I think... I don't know if you remember, but from our past, you know, breast cancer roundtables, it was hard to talk about anything without for me getting teared up because it was, mm-hmm. it just, it's part of me now, you know, and and and, I think we, I think we carry it. I, I definitely still carry it, you know, the, everything that happened during that time. I absolutely carry, in terms of the pain and and the uncertainty and the darkness. That darkness is still, it's still there. It doesn't, it's not everything anymore it was at one point right it absolutely was at one point but to have gone through all these years and to have watched and I'll just talk about my children because of course they're, they're central in my life and to have watched them grow over these 11 years and to have seen you know the young men that they've grown into and and Gosh, gratitude is absolutely there, Susan. I I agree with you completely to have had that time Mm -hmm. with them and to have been able to be there for them. Um, There was a time where I thought I may not be here for them. And I looked at my husband and I was like, can you do this? And we actually talked about it. We talked about it during that time. And I said, you might have to do this by yourself. You know, and to have had that conversation with young children at the time, the boys were five and seven, I believe, and to have looked at him and to have had those kinds of conversations back then were really tough. But what I carry with me is that lesson, that life lesson that I would have never had had I not gone through that, had we had not gone through that as a family, because Mm -hmm. now, today, I understand very 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 well each day that life is fleeting. It's said many times but life is fleeting and that my blessings are right in front of me and I do everything I can to ensure to give that extra hug, that extra squeeze of the hand, that extra look of compassion and love to my family and to those around me. because. I hold that time very, very precious because it's one of the first things I thought about during that time, you know, that first year of diagnosis, that those first initial weeks of diagnosis was, I'm not done yet. (laughs) There's not enough time. We need more time. And so today I carry with me forever that time is so precious and that I I do with my time the best that I can and really cherish it, especially with, with my loved ones, for sure. Yeah,
0: uh, life is precious, time is precious. When I think of, you know, I've been able to see my first daughter graduate college and my second one is in her senior year. So precious with a capital P for sure. But, you know, since we're talking about life after cancer and we've, talk, we've talked a little bit during and both, what's next, what are, you, what, what are you looking forward to
1: now at this stage? Oh gosh. There's so much. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Well, like you said, right, I'm a little I'm a little behind you in terms of the the kids. Right. The kids. um, My my oldest is a sophomore in college, so a couple more years in school. And then my youngest is a junior in in high school. And so I definitely look forward to seeing them um, get through school and graduate and become young men contribute to society in a good way (laughs) Um, you know what's neat is Susan on a personal note to say is that it's neat for me to see my children formulate meaningful relationships of their own Mm. particularly my oldest who is in a serious relationship now and I've never seen that before and to see him grow through that relationship and for him to experience love is is pretty neat for me. I'm sure he would be mortified if he heard this podcast, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, to me, that's- You're a mom, mom, you're allowed. yes. Yeah, to me, it's amazing because it's another milestone, right? It's another mm-hmm. another step of, of seeing them grow. And and so that's, that's what's next, is just seeing them go through that. Um, in terms of me, I, gosh. I need to, I need to like get on being more active, honestly. Like I I keep saying that, but I'm like, okay, go walking, like go, go like do something, go dance. I don't know. Um, That's definitely on my bucket, not bucket list, but um, my list of things that I need to get on is become, you know, be much more, more active than I am now. My body's screaming, you know, aches and pains and all that stuff. It's like, get moving, Rachel um so Deaf, that's one of my things i need to get to go and do keep traveling i think is another thing that i'd love to do too internationally hopefully one day soon my my children want to go to europe and and also go back to the philippines it's been 20 plus years since i've been back to the philippines so i would i would really love to do that sometime very soon for sure what about you susan
0: yeah not too far off of that rachel you know again having to amazing daughters just seeing them thrive and become members of society is definitely on my list to continue watching just celebrated my 30th wedding anniversary so looking forward to celebrating more with my husband
1: congrats
0: thanks yeah so you know again we're lucky and you know we have time ahead of us and and also what i'm looking forward to is more time catching up with you
1: oh absolutely susan it's been it's been so great. And I'm so glad you said something because I, I did see you and I was like, oh, there she is. And then you, you had reached out. I was like, oh, I was going to totally say hi to you. Um, and so absolutely, absolutely. Many, many more years of doing this, Susan, for sure.
0: Yeah, I'll look forward to that. But
1: for today, thanks for catching up, Rachel. You too, Susan. It's great talking to you. Take care. Take care.